Happy All Saints Day. All right. We need uh, we need the Louis Armstrong going. Oh, yeah, we just had the Louis I Armstrong. I know. I got it stuck in my head we, now. We had the right now. We just had the the first graders parade around Indian Mountain Trail dressed as saints. So cute. It was beautiful. We'll post it somewhere because I have a video of it. It is just amazing seeing little kids dressed up as saints. And uh, uh, but you know, today we celebrate All Saints Day, and we are so happy. We celebrate the uh, as they say in the preface this morning at mass or today at mass. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Heavenly Jerusalem. We celebrate all the, the people who have gone before us, the good men and women who aspired to be and are now in the presence of God. It goes back to that question that kid asked me. I don't believe in saints. Yeah. I go, do you believe there are people who are in heaven? I go, yeah, then you believe then in saints. you saint. believe in saints? No. Yes. 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 He <laughs> kept contradicting himself. But so today is All Saints Day and... Um, how was your Halloween with the kids last night? It was it was good. It was fun. You know the the neighborhood is it's just good to be outside again. So, and, so and being able to trick or treat and it was a lot of kids. It was a lot. I was there. So last night, if you didn't know, uh, Jorge lives in Shenley Park, which is like what throw two a, minutes throw a throw a rock yeah, across fifty seven. It's, it's a four blocks away from from where we're sitting, and maybe less. And and so it's designated as a safe place to trick or treat by the police department because it's around a children's hospital. And they designate certain houses right. that, you know, like where I was staying, it's an old friend's house, and, and she loves yeah. everything about it, Halloween and giving out candy. She just loves the joy that it brings children. And we're not going to get into the, 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 the things about Halloween, what the, the, the wrongs, and the, you know, it's just just seeing the kids happy and all that, sure. that. That's that's what's important. Well, that's the thing. You know, last year they had the, the car mm-hmm. parade, so everyone yeah, just watched no, from their front lawn. Yeah, no, was watching the... So it was just, it was so, and, and this it was morning... The, it was the revenge of Halloween yeah, yesterday. To, to be kids. out again and, and to be able to trick-or-treat and, and, you know, right now with the Saints, uh, you know, to have that parade back in person. No, but, but yesterday is important because, number one, these three days are, are together. Halloween... Uh, all Saints and tomorrow the commemoration also. They're, they're always linked together mm-hmm. because not only does it remind us of what our goal is, but it reminds us also of our own mortality. Now, yes, have we gone overboard with the skeletons, the demons, and all that stuff, society as a whole? Absolutely. Uh, I didn't see much of that last night. I mean, what I saw was mainly Disney characters mm-hmm. and, and and a lot of men. I saw one Mandalorian with the ba- was his child. Yeah, was, I saw was that. Baby Jody, Yoda <laughs> was amazing. Grogu, sorry, he has a name. Uh, baby Yoda. So, uh, it was just great to see the kids' faces. I I got eaten by a T Rex. That was that was interesting. Nice. One of my first. Nice. No, Lexi's uh, favorite was a, a giant dancing chicken. Oh wow! Okay. Was an inflatable one of those inflatable yeah, infla- suits. A lot of inflatable. Those a things six get hot. foot chicken. They have to be. <laughs> they have to be. But you know, it's just great to see the fans. But but, this, but today is what it's all about. Today is is what we celebrate as a church. All Saints Day. It's not a holy day of obligation. This year, do not get me started on that one. Why it's not, but you we'll, know, we'll save that for later. We'll save, we'll that. save that for no, off, no, off we, the air. No, we <laughs> do not get me started on that one. But if I, we encourage you to go to mass, even though we only have our regular mass, schedule, we, yeah. we have a regular schedule of masses. And tomorrow we have All Souls Day. We did add a mass for All Souls Day. We do a big mass in the evening for people to bring their pictures and put them on the altar rail, and and, and I'll bless them and incense them during the mass. Because that's what it's all about. It's us being connected to heaven, and I and even though it wasn't All Saints Day yesterday, you you, you saw me because I know uh, MJ was just here in, in the studio, your youngest, and he, he's a little sick, so you stayed home yesterday and, and you saw it on on, on, on the stream, but um, I did focus more on on All Saints because the readings yesterday, I, yep. I said I started out with the premise and the thesis that you know what Christ is telling us that his being a saint is very simple. 
Love God, love your neighbor. That's it. And yet we still mess it up because sin gets in the way. So it's so important for us to to understand this, that, you know, Jesus Christ and and today's gospel is, you know, if it gets maybe a little more deeper into, okay, how do we accomplish this? And I saw a tweet early this morning, I forget from which bishop, uh, bishop from the Northeast, I want to say, could be Bishop Burbage, saying, you know, what Jesus outlines in the Beatitudes, the beginning of chapter uh, chapter 5 of St. Matthew, is this is how you can be happy. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. If you go through that, if you are merciful, if you if you are if you, when when you mourn, when you're meek, when you're when you're hungry, when you're thirsty, when you're merciful, when you're clean of heart, when you're peacemakers, and when you realize that you're being persecuted for the sake of righteousness, you know yours is the kingdom of heaven. If you go by the Beatitudes, it's kind of like a roadmap mm-hmm. for Christianity. It helps us to be happy. It helps us to be saints. But go back to yesterday's gospel. Jesus is asked, what's the most important commandment? He doesn't make it up. Right. He quotes the first reading that we read yesterday is Deuteronomy, and then he goes, the second is like that, and he quotes Leviticus. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God, love your neighbor. We do that, we can become saints. Yeah, you know, and, and it's uh, you say it's it's simple to become a saint, and, and you know, we've been talking at length about St. Therese in the little way, uh, but but even to go simpler than that, you know, one of the first prayers we learn is the sign of the cross, mm-hmm. and, and that is literally a a physical representation of mm-hmm. of this gospel because you've got the the vertical uh element you know from your forehead to your I'm chest just getting teeth this morning it, it but it's true <laughs> it's it's this simple you know that you've got the vertical you know god your relationship with god above where we where we typically point to him mm-hmm. you know and then you've got the horizontal love your neighbor so so that simple prayer that sign of the cross is itself and we forget that simplicity. that's a prayer yeah we forget so many times because we do it and i know i i sin at this so many times we're, we're in a restaurant because when i sit down to eat it's almost like muscle memory that when i sit down i i cross my, i bless right. myself and so you know it's a reminder to us but we sometimes do it so haphazardly mm-hmm. and like you know when you were teaching your children how to do your the sign of the cross i know that in today's my nephew's birthday He's left-handed, so getting him to do it with his right, yeah. and it you know really doesn't matter. Somebody asked me one time, "Do you do it with your? Can we do it with your left or right?" I go with the kids. It really doesn't matter. At least they're acknowledging the presence of God in their lives, and that's what Jesus is teaching us. Because what he's teaching us is nothing new. Like I said, he's re-emphasizing the Shema. Mm-hmm. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is a God, and the Lord, Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your strength, with all your soul. With all your heart, take to heart these words which I enjoin on you today, speaking them at home and abroad, where you're, whether you are busy or at rest. Can you tell I read that every Saturday night at Compline? No, not okay. at all. Okay, <laughs> so it's he, like... He was not reading that one. He's... <laughs> no, because we, priests and religious, we, that is the, that is the, um, that is the, the, the reading during night prayer on, on the vigil of Sunday on Saturday nights. We, we read that every single Saturday. So for Israel... For the Israelites, for the Jewish people, that reading is so important. It's rolled up in a scroll and placed on their do- mm-hmm. doorposts. That's how important. They say whether you are busy or at rest, whether you are home or abroad, and at the end, we were talking about the children, all saints, it says literally, drill them into mm-hmm. your children. So it's important to remind children always that there's God, one God God alone, that we have to love him with all our heart, with all our strength, with all our soul. 
And, and that's what's so beautiful about yesterday's gospel, and even going into today's gospel on All Saints Day, is that it shows us how we show our children. We take their hand, we, we trace the sign of the cross. We Actually, we begin the baptismal rite with the sign of the cross on their foreheads. The priest or deacon does it, then he has, invites the parents and the right. godparents. And so it's just a reminder. We are, we are placing this cross on their forehead. It's a symbol, it's a symbol of our faith, it's a symbol that they belong to Christ, and it also gives authority over the parents and the godparents right. to bless these children at all times so that they can grow up to be saints. You know, Sister Rosalie, and I'm gonna mention in my homily later on this morning with the kids, we're taping this very early. We usually don't tape it this early. Uh, you know, Sister Rosalie, when whenever we have outdoor assemblies, she ends uh, when she sends them off to class. She goes, okay, what do we want to be when we grow up? And how the kids respond? A saint. Saints. Yep. You know, so, and that's what we should aspire to be. And even if we're grown up, you know, we, that's what we should aspire to be every single day. How can I be a saint today? Yeah. You know, the on uh, last week, we had one of our religious ed classes, uh, since we, they only come in on Wednesdays, uh, the, the catechist had them dress up as saints. And, and we went to the different classrooms to, so they could you know, introduce themselves in their, in their costumes and, and who they were representing. So they went through... And we did this with each of the classes. They went through, you know, I'm, I'm Saint Michael the Archangel. I'm Saint Elizabeth. A lot of Saint I, Michael's. Yeah, we, that was that was awesome. But when they finish, you know, I chimed in and I said, and you know who I am. And all the kids are, you know, you're not dressed up as anything. And I said, I'm, I'm a saint in the making, and so are you, you know. <laughs> and, and it's, you know, we laugh and oh, they, you know, that's silly, but but it's the truth, you know, yep. because it's that universal call to holiness. We we are meant to be saints, and that doesn't mean we're perfect. Far Same. from it. You know, it, it means you know, we embrace our imperfection and, and allow Christ to redeem that so that we can enjoy you know, salvation forever with him in, in the glory of heaven. St. Paul says it. Our citizenship is in heaven. Yep. You know, that's, where we be, that's where we long to be. And so to transition a little bit into what we commemorate tomorrow, which is the commemoration of all souls, we think about it, and this is very big in Mexico, and, and, and you know, it was something very beautiful that was done when Pixar did uh, Coco. Coco, yeah. Which is not one of my favorite Pixar movies, but it was deep in the, in the fact that it shows Mexican culture. Maybe it goes a little bit too much into the importance of answer. It doesn't put the, you know, the, you know, the God aspect into mm-hmm. it. But in a way, it shows the honor that, is, that, that our deceased deserve. I'll leave it at that, and you could and you could debate off fair about the the merits and the and the errors in Coco. But you see that it, it is something that is taken very seriously. The Day of the Dead in in, in Mexico, and uh, but tomorrow, on on, on November second, we gather to commemorate because today we we celebrate those who are in heaven, and they're if they're in heaven, we they don't need our prayers. Right. They're there. They pray for us. But we pray for those who haven't made it yet, mm-hmm. who are in purgatory, that who are being purified as we speak, to be able to enter into the heavenly realm. And we are connected to them, just like we're connected to those who are already in heaven. That's what the communion of saints is all about. Uh, Pope Francis spoke about that briefly uh, yesterday. I saw it somewhere. But it's a reminder to us that we have, and I say this at almost every funeral, we have a duty as Christians. In fact, it's one of the spiritual works of mercy, mm-hmm. a Christian duty to pray for and honor our fallen brethren. To, to say, you know what, today we 
commemorate those who have gone before us. We commemorate the stories and the, and, and, the, and the lessons they imparted on us. This is a big deal for Pope Francis. Not so much about the dead, but in terms of like honoring the elderly, right. those who are getting ready for, to enter into the next life, into heaven, and say, we must learn from them. We must learn their wisdom. And even after they're passed on, you know, like, for example, we, we talked about it a month ago when, uh, when we celebrated St. Therese, which is exactly a month ago today. You know, nobody knew her until her journals were made public, until her autobiography was published. And all of a sudden, it was like, wow, she had a lot to teach us, mm -hmm. and she was canonized. So, and I, and I spoke about that yesterday, those unspoken, unknown, yep. those unknown saints. Yep. That and that, and that's, that's why I love that these two feasts are, are so connected, uh, because we think saints, and yeah, we've, we, we fall back to the, the commonly known, you know, popular saints, you know, the St. Francis, you name them, they come to mind right away. But how many, how many everyday people are, are already in that, in that feast, you know, in, in, that, in that celebration, in, the, in heaven, you know, as saints? You know, and we don't know their names. We don't know. We don't know their stories. We, but that's why, just in case, we offer masses for them. Yeah, but 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 again, that's why these two feasts are, are connected because on on the on today, the first, you know, we, we celebrate those who are in heaven, and and then on the second, we say, all right, well, you know, just in case they're not there yet, we pray for for all the dead that they will be there soon. You know, and, and that we too may be there soon. You know, because it's that reflection of of our own mortality, like we are going to die. Yeah, oh, we really? We are going to die. There is there is no avoiding that. Happy Monday, everyone. Yes. <laughs> you know, but but on that note, you know, the other day, uh, Pope Benedict penned a letter or a note because one of his good friends passed away. Yes, great and, example. And this was a beautiful thing. And in that media went crazy. In that letter, you know, he just wrote, "I look forward to joining my friends someday soon." He's in his mid nineties. Yeah, but. But again, that that it, why did the why did the media go crazy? Because oh, they thought like, he was signaling oh, the, the that, end. That, he, that the end is near. Yeah. I mean, one of the things you can notice from any letter penned by Pope Benedict, we don't know much about what's going on in his life. Is that he's still sharp? Yep. It, we know physically oh, he's yeah. not. You know, he's not. Uh, he he he's not what he used to be. I mean, he's in his mid nineties. Yep. But people went crazy. He's like, oh my goodness, he's he, you know. He's he's asking for you know death. No, he's not asking for death. He's just looking forward to that. Like we all should, we all look forward. Like you know, we all look forward to. We say this. I say this at funeral masses. Boy, do I have a lot of funeral masses these next two weeks? But we say this at funeral masses that at the end it says we look forward to when we rejoice with them in heaven together. Yep. You know, we rejoice with them because that is something that we aspire to. We aspire to that heavenly realm. That's why St. Paul tells us our citizenship is in heaven. Yep. What we experience here on earth is transitory. This is just 60, 70. I'm thinking mm -hmm. of the of the of the of the Psalm, 60s or 80 for those who are strong. No, this is temporary compared to eternity. Yep. You know, you know, we have so much time in heaven that what we have here is just learning to love what Jesus said yesterday. Learning to love God above all things, learning to love each other as our neighbor, as we would treat ourselves. And that's what's, what makes it so beautiful, the, these two feasts, because we are called, you know, to, uh, to this thing, there, uh, to, to this, this calling in heaven. St. Augustine, I saw this great quote from him uh, this morning, because I said, you know, in the preface, it says today in the, in the All Saints Day Mass, today we celebrate the Feast of the Heavenly Jerusalem. St. Augustine said this, the peace of the celestial city 
is the perfectly ordered and harmonious enjoyment of God and of one another in God. See, that second part is so important. It goes back to yesterday's gospel. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus, what you were saying, the vertical and the horizontal, the cross, the peace of the celestial city is the perfectly ordered and harmonious enjoyment of God and one another in God. And that's from uh, St. Augustine's City of God. So this is something that we, uh, we need to preach more often in telling our children, we aspire to be saints. And being a saint is not locking ourselves up in a monastery, in a convent, and just keep on praying for the rest of our lives. No, it's doing every ordinary, everyday things, doing them well and doing them with great love. Yeah, and and I want to throw a little curveball at you here because oh, here because this needs to be this needs to be shared and spoken about. We say love one another as we love ourselves, and how much of that has been lost? The sense of of loving ourselves, of acknowledging our own sense of I am created by God, I am loved by God, I am I am worthy, you know, I am I am honorable, I. So much of society, we're putting ourselves down over and over and over again, and we kind of lose that sense of of love of self, you know, and and it's that balance between, you know, being am I selfish, or you know, am I recognizing my own dignity? And, and absolutely, because so many times, you know, we bring ourselves down, and we think we're not worthy. We look in the mirror and said, "How can God possibly love me?" And today is a perfect day for us to realize that God, every single morning when you wake up, he says, you know, you are my beloved. I preached on that in a baptism on Sunday. You know, they, they brought to me this, this beautiful little girl, and I was baptizing her, and I read the gospel of when Jesus is baptizing, and we hear that he hears the words, you are my beloved son, and you are my well pleased. He says that to us as well. Because what he wants for his son, he wants for all of us. And so it's a reminder to us, like, yeah, we may, you know, have a pity party every morning. There was one of the songs, and you help me with it because I'm trying to remember. One of the songs that the kids just played, they just sang to their parents outside. Uh, I want know, to be like Jesus. I want to be. Yeah, I want to be like Jesus. But it's but it was kind of like a good morning song, like take oh, me by yeah, the yeah, hand, yeah, yeah. and they asked Jesus to take you by hand, and then Mary, and then Saint Joseph, right. and and all the saints. Yes, when we get up in the morning, we have to consecrate that day mm -hmm. to Jesus Christ and say, you know, today, just like the sister you know, sends off the children. What do you want to be today? Saint. Saint. She also says, do your best, and God will do the rest. Yep. So we, if we entrust ourselves to God, we do our part, do your best. We do our part to be saints. He'll, whatever we lack, he will more than make up in his grace that he gives us. And that's what's so beautiful about our God. That's what's so remarkable about our God. And you, go, you can go through any saint in the sanctuary, any saint in Butler's Lives of Saints, and you could see the grace of God, you know, working in them. And so many of them who were like, I'm not going to be a saint. You know, mm -hmm. look, and, and you and you say, how could a St. Augustine, how could, you know, a St. Thomas, how could a, a Teresa of Avila, John of the Cross, that they would go to confession constantly thinking, I'm not worthy. Mother Teresa, somebody, mm -hmm. you know, let's go a little, a little more modern, who for her last few decades of her life thinking, am I pleasing God? But yet... We canonized her. Yep. We saw with her example of how she dealt with the poor, how she, you know, loved the poor, how she cared for the poor as if she was caring for Christ himself. And that's what Jesus is asking us to do in yesterday's gospel. 
when we love God with all our heart, when we open our heart to Him totally, then He opens our hearts towards the other, and we're able to say to the other, I love you. And because I love you, I'm going to treat you as I would my Lord. As I, and I'm going to love you as I love my Lord. With the same, with the same strength, with the same intensity, because that is what our Lord desired. That's how Jesus lived his life. There's, there's a great, one of the great uh, sayings that, and teachings that my spiritual director ever gave me, my family's spiritual director, was saying, Jesus knew no other will than that of his Father. Mm-hmm. And in so doing, he could not think of himself. You were just talking about, you know, do you love, you know. So he was always thinking about the other. First God, first his Father, his will of his Father. But then after, after that, okay, let's say the people were around him constantly. Okay, what does Peter need? What does Jude need? What does Simon need? What, is, right. what does James need? Mm-hmm. What does John need? All these, you know, that was, what does my mother need? That was Jesus. And that's what we as Christians try to model so we can arrive at the heavenly Jerusalem and be saints. And Father, you know, as we, as we bring this first section to a close here, I want to talk about, uh, and this, this might take a few extra minutes here, this past week, we had an incredible, incredible exhibition come that was put together by Blessed Carlo Acutis uh, on, on the Eucharist. And we, you know, we're talking about love God above all things. And here we had this 14 or 16-year-old kid who, who, loved, who loved the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he loved the internet and he was good at coding. And, and he said, okay, let me, let me combine these two things. And he put together this incredible online uh, really exposition of all the Eucharistic miracles from around the world. You know, and and th- that work has continued after his death. Uh, but it was something as simple as saying, you know, I love Jesus so much that I want, I want all these miracles to be more well-known. Because, I mean, we had one five years ago, and no one found out about I it. I didn't know about that. I didn't know that it happened five and years ago. And there were ago. so many people there. But here's the thing. He not only loved Jesus so much, but he loved the others so much. Yeah. Because when he found out he was sick, it was at the beginning of Pope Benedict's pontificate. He said, you know what? I'm going to offer, offer my sufferings mm-hmm. for Pope Benedict. What teenager yep. would do that? Maybe St. Therese, you know, maybe, uh, you know, a St. Maria Goretti. Right. She wasn't even a teenager. She was 12. Yep. But what teenager would, would even concede that? that has, there you see the grace of God, what I was talking about earlier. And we had so many people come out because, there, and it shows, and it, for me it was affirming as a pastor that my people love the Eucharist. Oh, my God. It was. It, and and they just bring kept, out stre- chairs, they kept they bring, streaming in. Yeah, they and, bring out and I was chairs. And I was sitting in the back with you. Oh, my God. This is amazing. We had like we 300 people back. packed in the in Comber Hall. I, mean, I didn't say that on air. Uh, <laughs> no, there was no social distancing. It's like, and I think we're all okay. We're but, wearing masks, though. But we, we, you know, just when you think, like, we can't fit any more people, you know, here comes another family. And here comes another family. And then here comes another family. And, and then a family, you know, in full soccer uniform that... That yep. came from practice, mm-hmm. you know, filling in another empty spot in the back. And that was incredible to see. And that shows you that the Eucharist is our key to heaven. Yep. In fact, our Eucharist is our gateway to heaven every single day if we desire. Every single day. We can say, you know, I'm going to go, if I want to experience, I keep talking about the heavenly Jerusalem. If I want to experience the communion of saints, if I want to experience, you know, the heavenly realm, just go to Mass. 
it's heaven on earth, as, yep. as Dr. Scott Hahn, Scott Hahn mm-hmm. is very fond of saying, it is truly heaven and earth. It's heaven wedded earth, as we say in the, in the Easter Vigil Exalted. This is something that is so important, and, and I have to see about bringing it again, because so many people will probably hear, I missed it, yep. and, and people from other parishes oh, yeah. that heard about this. Oh, yeah. And I love how people go, why isn't this in my parish? I'm like, because literally it felt, we, we, we announced it at the end of last week's episode, and, and like I said in last week's episode, it literally fell in our lap mm-hmm. the week before. I go, well, yes, of course, let's do it, you know? And it was just amazing to see the turnout, to see the love that we have for the Lord. But folks, we don't have to go to Lanciano. We don't have to go to all these different places to experience these Eucharistic miracles because it's happening in the hands of your priests, on your altars, in your churches, every single day. And the more you receive the Eucharist, the more you are conformed mm-hmm. to Jesus Christ into his image, and the more and the closer we get to being saints. So this is All Saints Day. Uh, we pray you have an amazing All Saints Day. We pray that these days and the entire month of November is dedicated to honoring and to praying for our our, our beloved, our faithful departed. So honor, honor those who have gone before you. Offer masses for them. That is so important. Because it's becoming lost. Mm-hmm. It's something that our, our parents and godparents, you know, were very fond of doing and coming in and making sure that somebody, you know, their father's anniversary or their mother's anniversary of right. death was was put aside as a mass intention that day. And it's not, you know, it's not, doesn't have, you know, the same energy that it used to. So a little catechesis this morning, you know, come into the office. We open, I think I said November 10th. On the 10th, 10th. yep, November next Wednesday. 10th. Mm-hmm. You know, we open up the, the book, or it's not a book anymore. We, we had to go online because of the, of the pandemic. But come in, set, you know, if you have the birthday of a, of a loved one or the anniversary of death of another one, which is their birthday into heaven, mm-hmm. you know, or in, into, into, into eternal life, you know, come and offer a mass for them. Separate a mass. Say, I'm going to offer a mass. For, it doesn't have to. And, and also, just to go into the intention, it doesn't have to be for a deceased person. You could offer it for a birthday, for somebody's right. birthday. You could offer it for, in Thanksgiving. Something happened. You got a promotion at work. Mm-hmm. You you got, you know, you graduated law school. You graduated, yep. you know, from culinary school, whatever. You come and you offer that mass. And I'm going to butcher this quote, and I forget which saint said it. One mass offered is 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 greater than anything in the oh, world yeah. because you, you, we're putting this literally in the hands of Jesus Christ. Especially when we offer it for soul, we're putting that soul in the hands of Jesus Christ. So uh, that's what we celebrate this week. That's what we commemorate this week. So have a great All Saints Day. And remember, what do you want to be a grow up? What, what do you want to be when you grow up? I butchered that. Sorry, <laughs> Sister Rosalie. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want uh, to be a saint. We want to be saints. We all go, want to be saints. Go be saints, my friends. God bless you all. Amen. Yes! Yes! The you! The you! The you! The you! running back wow that's your fiance's boy exactly it's you a no-brainer he's a hall of famer <laughs> that guy just no but just no get out of here <laughs> what was that last night father yes we got ourselves a quarterback now which football team are you referring to which one do i might am I to refer, the hurricanes okay. the hurricanes we got ourselves a quarterback yes we do tyler Tyler Van Dyke. TVD. TVD wow. has gone out 
he has talked trash. And he's backed and he's it up. backed it up. And that's, that is and, uh, two top 25 victories and, and in th- back-to-back weeks when, when we were on the brink. You know, there's so many things that you go back this year and say, you know, he wasn't ready when he came in. That And God bless the Eric King. And, and only being one year and a year and a half or something yep. with the program showed us what leadership is For and sure. showed us his heart. But you want, you got to wonder if uh, COVID wouldn't happen and if he would have graduated when he should have graduated or I mean, or finished his eligibility like mm-hmm. last year, if we could have prepared us. The thing is that Jake Garcia was the heir yep. apparent. Yep. But Tyler came in. Kid from Connecticut. Yep. Lit up NC State. Yep. Best defense in the nation. One of the best defenses in the nation. Georgia's the best defense in the nation. But lit him up. Then he lit up Pitt. Seven, we beat the 17th and 18th ranked team in consecutive weeks. Yep. You know, in the old days, we'd be like, eh. But for this but, program, But given where we were three weeks ago. That's what I was saying last week. But Given where we were three weeks ago. No, we wanted to fire everybody yeah. and this team stink. We have no talent. <laughs> and I was the first one on that on that, but, uh, on and, that train. And, but we've had to force to put these young kids in. Yeah. So, yes, Manny can recruit. Doesn't well, have many recruits now or that transfer. Because, no, Tyler was recruited. Tyler was recruited. You know, but some of these kids were recruited. Knight, yep. uh, the Rooster was recruited. Mm-hmm. Knight was recruited. They're relying a little too much on the transfer portal. And these are kids that may feel a little entitled. Right. That's why now I'm a little worried that if we do a coaching change, does Tyler enter the portal and say, yeah, maybe I can look at an Alabama? Mm-hmm. Or, or, I mean, he won't play there because um, I forget the name of the kid in that. Uh, Bryce... No, it's, is it, I forget the name. Bryce Young. Bryce, I think it's Bryce yeah. Young, yeah. We don't want to remember that name because he no. torched us on the oh, opening day. Oh, man. But, but you know, the, the but, we, we can play what if, you know, all we want. But but the it, com- it comes down, we've lost to now the, the number three team, the number five team in the country. And Alabama should be second, I'm sorry. Yeah. Since if they were to play right now, say they play on Cincinnati's home field. Oh, yeah. They, they would, will, they would, what, you know. Clean, Take care of it. Yeah, clean, clean house. You know, and the, those two nail biter losses to Don't Virginia you, and and North Carolina. Yep. You know, we can play what if all we want, and and we we would be a much different team had those had those uh, victories come through. Yeah. Because yeah. we wouldn't be seeing these young guys to the extent that we are. So so being on the brink kind of forced our hand to to say, all right, forget. Forget uh, just playing seniors because they're seniors. We're going to put the the hungry guys in, and now it's paying dividends. Yeah. And, and we're seeing that in these past two weeks. Absolutely, with, yeah. with four, you know, should be should be wins coming up to finish this season. And our defense also has gotten yeah. better. The thing with the defense is you see the talent, but we've been saying it since the first day of the year. The schemes. Mm-hmm. And that could be applied to the other football team as well, which we will not discuss this morning uh, because I'm done. I'm done. I'm George, I'm done. I'm like, I, I mean, I'm going to watch every we're gonna, game. We're going to leave it at that. I mean, just but to, like, to, keep example, your, my, my, to keep your heart my healthy this I, morning. My dad and I talk about it every, every Sunday. We talk about, we, we go on the phone, we talk about what happened. I called him like two hours of the game and I asked him where my nephew was at for Halloween. And, we go, and I said, we're, we shall not discuss what happened earlier. So close, but yet so far. Uh, but I, no, going I back, almost went trick or treating in my uh, in my dolphin shirt. But you didn't want to be sacked. Oh, <laughs> anyhow, I figure that's a pretty scary costume right there. Stop, 
I had to. I had to. It hurts. No, it hurts too much. It hurts too much. No, going back to the Hurricanes, um, the defense is shored up. You saw that. What saw some turnovers. Mm -hmm. Finally, finally, you know. uh, So things are coming together. But again, the schemes, the soft zones, not crazy about it. Uh, A night needs to be spelled every now and then. He needs a backup. Hopefully, somebody else steps up. But yeah, we got that. The main thing here, you've seen it. We have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He, he did throw a pick uh, at the end of North Carolina. He did throw a pick, I believe, this weekend. So I missed the entire fourth quarter because I was at a, in a, at a wedding. But I saw it back later. And it, and it just shows that, you know, it is, uh, you know, these kids can rise to the occasion and that we do have talent. Yeah. Here in Carl Gables at Green Tree, just three miles down the road. Oh, yeah. We have talent. Oh, now, wait. did did you see that last the, not the last play, but the roll the roll of the ball out of bounds at the first down yeah, mark? Okay, but here's the thing: oh, is that man, that was they were <laughs> booing up there. But it's like I was expecting the ACC officials. I mean, how when have they been that generous to us? By, by the way, all those calls were correct. The safety, yep. non safety was there. Was, there was a I saw they called I saw, it on the field. I saw a photo from the back of the end zone, a still frame, and his feet were on the goal line, Doesn't and matter. he was leaning where, forward. Where, okay, so, so the ball they called it. You know, you, they you couldn't it. see it on the on the video, but based on that photo, it looks like the ball actually got out. Yeah. So terrible play call. By the it way, it was an awful play call. I don't know what they were thinking. You know, especially at that moment in the game, but they won the game, and that's what's important. Really quickly, because I have to get to mass. Um, can we talk about the World Series? Can we speak intelligently about the World Series? No, <laughs> I can't. No, I've I mean, seen I've seen maybe three pitches. <laughs> wow! I told you something that I'm still trying to verify because I, I I said this last night to you when Atlanta could have clinched the game the 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 series, excuse me, and I was falling asleep. But I said, you know what? Because they're starting. First of all, they're starting these games way too oh. late. Okay, it was Sunday. Night. I know they had the Tampa Bay uh, New Orleans game. Poor Tom Brady, man, he can't catch a break. Lost that game. Feel bad for him. Oh, but anyway. So I don't know what time the game started. Everybody was out and about. So I got back, turned on the game, and Atlanta came out hot, and then Houston came back and won that game. Our buddy Duval. Yeah. So, but you know, wasn't enough. Yep. So I don't want to get. I, I I was telling you. You know, I need to stay up because I have not. I have watched the last out of every World Series. I want to say since 1988, when the uh, sorry, no, not 19, 1989, when the when the Red Sox, the Red Sox, the <laughs> Oakland Athletics. Sorry, <laughs> the Red Sox did not win them. When the Oakland Athletics beat San Francisco in the the Earthquake Series, uh, because. In the eighties, I saw here and there. I don't remember the the, the eighty eight uh, mm-hmm. series uh, with um, the eighty eight series was uh, athletics. They were upset. I mean, obviously, I saw game one. Right. Kirk Gibson's run that one. I saw, but I don't remember seeing the last out. Eighty seven was Minnesota Twins. I paid attention. Didn't pay attention to that. Was eighty six Red Sox? I mean, it was a classic yep. one. Eighty five was the uh, Royals and uh, and Cardinals. Don I, rem- I remember that one. You were you were just you were. Barely alive. I was. Uh, you were ten months. Ten months old. <laughs> but that's that's eighty five was the first World Series that I paid a. De- you know, I my my although my first memory was and that's why my Yankee fan was the eighty one World Series yeah. watching with my my great aunt. Nice. You know, uh, watching the Yankees and, and the Dodgers and her rooting for the Yankees. So her and my and my grandfather. So I've watched every last out since the eighties. I'm like, no, I'm standing up. The last pitch was at twelve o two a.m. I have no idea. I'm, I'm, I have a mug in my hand. It's not full of coffee because I don't drink coffee. 
I'm going to watch The Last Out because and maybe Atlanta comes back. They didn't. But th- that's not my biggest gripe, them starting late. My biggest gripe was what happened on Friday. And I texted you when it happened. Oh, yeah. Rookie pitcher yeah, for Atlanta. I wasn't watching, but I couldn't, I couldn't Rookie believe. pitcher for Atlanta pitched five innings, 76 pitches. The fifth inning, he pitched nine pitches, pitching a no-hitter in the World Series. Jorge, who was the last pitcher to throw a no-hitter in the World Series? I Don, Don Larson. 1956. You're, you're mouthing it over your... Yeah. I won't take credit for that one. Oh, come on. I, I, I told you. I remember reading it. I just... Perfect <laughs> game. And, and the, the only other no-hitter was... Histo- Roy, you know, I'm not a historian. Roy Hyland was the only one that pitched, but it was a Division one, Division Series Game 1. So, yeah, Don Larson. So, this kid is history. And they take him out. I'm like, it's going to be a Blake Snell moment. You know, that was taken out by Kevin Cash last year. Yeah. And they lost in Game 7. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's going on? That's why these games are taking forever. There were like 11 pitching changes in one game. I think it was game two. And people were like, last night, I sat, when I finally sat down in my house, you know, after all the merriment of Halloween, sat down like around 9.30, and it was the bottom of the third inning. Yep. I'm like, what is this? Yep, crazy. So in a couple of years when you want to teach MJ, let's say the Marlins are in the World Series. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't say that with a straight face. All right. Hey, 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 hey. All right, hey. so hey, you hit me earlier with the Dolphins. I'm hitting you back. So you want to stay up with your son, just like I stayed up with my father to yeah. see. That, the only thing with Kirk Gibson was it was on a Saturday night, and that's why he let me stay up to watch it. Yeah, but these but games are so slow. But they're, but they're you know. That's why I can't a, watch it. But I there was, I've, I've tuned in was, here and there, but there I can't. Was a, there I was can't. one stat in these. Remember, as recently as 1991, Atlanta at Minnesota, in one of the epic World Series ever. Game six, Atlanta was up 3-2. Kirby Puckett hits a walk-off mm-hmm. home run. We'll see you tomorrow night. Jack Buck on the call. And then the next day, Jack Morris. Jack Morris, who I don't think, you know, is he in the Hall of Fame? I don't remember. But if he isn't, he belongs there. Pitched 10 innings. Oh. He went, him and John Smoltz went pitch for pitch, mm-hmm. a 0-0 game. I remember watching that game and going, this is crazy. Oh. Jack Morris went 10 innings. Could you imagine a pitcher going 10 innings today? I don't even know. They didn't keep pitch counts back then. Make the games shorter. shorter. Yeah. Stop the, stop. Yep. I mean, I don't, I don't now, know. Now, to what you were saying earlier. I don't know how you do that because without ruining the game, but do still. You, do you believe Snitker that it was his gut and not the analytics? That, no, that, no. That caused him to pull. no. Uh, I don't know if it was Buster. I don't know if it was Buster only. It was Buster only or Jason Stark, one of these one of these great writers, baseball writers, uh, that said there are managers this this that are, that are give that you know analytics from team and both teams are driven by analytics, you know that are allowed by the front office to use their gut, somewhat. Some are, some are allowed a little bit of leeway, and some are given no, no leeway whatsoever. And that's probably what happened to Kevin Cash last year. But in the moment of the game, the one who's in charge yep. is the manager. And I tweeted out on Friday, Josh Beckett in the third inning, because I saw this game. I didn't see that game live. I mean, I did see it. I was off. It was, I was in a, we were throwing my pastor at the time an anniversary party. And... The game was off in a, a different room on a small TV, and we were going in there every now and mm-hmm. then. So I didn't see the entire game. In the third inning, he had runners at first and second, and I want to say it was no out. In today's game, Josh Beckett would well, not have made it out of the third inning, and the Marlins wouldn't have won that World Series, probably. 
you know. Didn't but, the Braves have a pitching change in the first inning? Oh no, stop! Just stop! Just stop! And so ridiculous. we'll leave it at that. And and Jack McKinnon, <laughs> now, now they still are pitching pitchers on three days rest because they have no choice. Right. Bullpen games, mm-hmm. bullpen games, and plus at knowing Atlanta, forget about the analytics. You had a guy that was throwing heat, yep. pitching a no hitter, and you had two bullpen games coming up. I even hate saying that. There's something wrong with. I think baseball. you meant to say arm barn, arm barn games. Uh, yeah, don't go, don't go there, <laughs> don't go there. All right, folks, it's been a great day. It's happy All Saints Day. We, we got to throw out uh, hockey really quick. They did lose the other day on a no, shootout. On a shootout, yeah. They yeah, did yeah. get a point. They've gone eight zero and one, eight zero and one, and the Heat are doing great. Tyler Hero is, I want to say, averaging twenty points expert, a game. Our hockey expert is due for a. Ooh, for we a need visit to bring too. CJ on. We need to bring C- Tyler Hero is going nuts. Yep. Jimmy Butler's going nuts. It's great. Uh, thank God for the Panthers, and the uh, and the Miami Heat, and poor one out for Inter Miami. Um, yeah, fought, fought the good fight. They were eliminated. On better, Saturday. better than last season. Last season with the which, COVID which was, was a wash. Yeah, I mean, but but yeah, that was done over with, and we didn't talk about our professional football team because I don't want to. Maybe next week. All right. On folks, that note, we um, should pray for a happy death, right? We should always. Touche, <laughs> touche. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Anyways, folks, uh, have a great All Saints. And remember, tomorrow, seven p.m. is our All Souls Day Mass. Bring a picture of your loved one. We'll put it on the altar, and we ask. Almighty God, to help us every single day to love him above all things, to love our neighbor as we love ourselves, and to help us to reach the heavenly Jerusalem. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.